Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Nintendo Fuse podcast. This is episode 211, entitled The Final Partner Showcase for 2020. We're going to talk all about that Nintendo Direct Mini, you know, even though it's not much of a Nintendo Direct, I guess it still technically is titled that. And we're going to talk all about the games talked about uh, on that Direct that was just right after last week's episode. And to join me, Steve, in doing that, as always, is Barry and Greg. Hey, Barry, how's it going? Hey, Steve, always a pleasure. Happy to be here. It's going to be a fun episode. For sure. And uh, Greg, how, how are you doing tonight? Good. Glad to be here. I always love uh, talking games with you guys. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we got Jesse and Roberto already talking in the chat. And, uh, you know, speaking in the chat, just reminding you guys to uh, jump on and join us live. If you've never joined us live for an episode, we love uh, having you guys in the chat room as we talk about all these different Nintendo stories and all the games we've been playing and all that stuff. It's so great to interact with you guys, um, but also to uh, just have you guys on our uh, social media and Discord and everything. So if you've not followed us yet on on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, uh, just follow us at Nintendo Fuse. We would love to have you guys join us on social media. And also we would love for you guys to join our Discord. Um, absolutely love talking games with you guys in there. So uh, yeah, if you haven't jumped in there, join the, the links on the screen. It's also in the, the description down below, your show notes on uh, your podcast apps. All that sort of thing. We'd love for you guys to to join and keep in that conversation. And also uh, wanted to uh, just remind you guys to subscribe, share, all those different things that just uh, helps us get the the word out about the Nintendo Fuse podcast and uh, helps us continue to grow this community. So thank you guys for for doing that and for being around for 211 episodes. Um, That's pretty awesome. Uh, Yeah, so here it is, November 4th. No. That's not right. November 3rd. Yeah. Today's November 3rd. November I'm 3rd. rushing past today. You know, it's it's a, a crucial day in the, the, the state of our country. Uh, lots going on today. Um, and, uh, you know, maybe some of you are, are already, you know, making your decisions upon what you're going to be buying pretty soon, a PS5 or an Xbox uh, Series X. Because that's that's the, the crucial thing, right? That's that's what our country is divided upon right now. That, is that right? <laughs> absolutely it's blue versus green right now <laughs> absolutely um no there's some other stuff going on uh presidential election and other stuff's going on right now and i'm sure the the results are you know rolling in and everything but but we are not going to be talking about that we're going to be talking nintendo night uh and uh and we are so glad to talk about that with you guys um, and the whole world of all the craziness that's going on right now. Um, at least we have video games to hold on to, right? <laughs> and uh, and Mario's still there, no matter no matter who wins the, the presidential election. Um, at least for now, he's still there. So uh, <laughs> let's let's jump into uh, what we've been playing lately. And uh, Greg, we're going to give you first tonight. What have you been up to since we talked last week? Let's see, he's still playing Animal Crossing, did the awesome Halloween event. Uh, got to talk to like the czar and get all the different uh, recipes. Um, the, there was like, a special carriage one and like a garland and um, something else that I got along with the wand. So that was pretty cool to wrap that up. And then obviously with it being November, there's more another bug and two more fish and another five sea creatures to catch. Um, still haven't 
plenty of trouble fishing off the pier because like I was trying to get my daughter the um, mahi mahi before it went away and for like four days straight I was using over 30 plus bait every day I posted on Twitter and I couldn't even catch one for her so now I'm trying to get the tuna at the beginning of this month and I've already used like 60 some bait so far and haven't caught him off the pier yet either so I don't know what's going on <laughs> so it's like those pure fish just don't like me at all Still continuing on, we're playing Mario Kart 8 and Double Dash. She really absolutely loves those, playing the Mario Kart games with me. Also still playing Mario Party 9. She still is infatuated with the mini games. We've now kind of dumped the board game and just jumping right into directly playing the mini games, like in the mini game mode. So <laughs> that's been a little bit more fun and not having to go through the whole board at the little cart mechanic. Nice. And let's see. I think that was just about it i really wanted to hit the pikmin demo and the uh hyrule warriors demo but i just didn't get the time to go in there because i've been trying to backlog that animal crossing stuff and it just there was darn fish won't come home so <laughs> nice nice uh let's go to the chat real quick and uh yeah jesse said he's been playing uh the batman telltale games for the first time and is very impressed so far and also playing some Super Mario Brothers 35. Uh, Roberto's playing, still uh, still playing Death Stranding. Um, but he's about to open his uh, copy of Friends of Ringo Ishikawa. Uh, and uh, the recent event would provide a beanstalk to warp to 6-1, so he kept causing uh, Lakitu storms. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, I, I've not played recently uh, Super Mario Brothers 35, um, and I'm kind of scared about the lack of two storms myself uh, because I, I've seen videos and they scare me. Lack of two by himself scares me, and a ton of them, like 25 on the screen, scares me even worse. Uh, Barry, what have you been up to over the last week? Yeah, those, those lack of two storms are, are not fun at all. Uh, my week has had less time for gaming, so I haven't. Had a huge list of games uh, this time. Uh, Animal Crossing uh, was my only Switch game that I actually did get some time to play, and that's mainly because the Halloween event, I did that. And, you know, changing of the month, so I had to catch the new fish and the deep sea stuff, which I did. And then I'm still going for those recipes, the new mushroom recipes. And I Nintendo does something that I absolutely hate. They use a nested RNG. And for anyone that doesn't, no, RNG stands for random number generator, and, and whenever you're going for something in any game that isn't, you know, a random chance, it's a pain in the butt. But when you take that chance and you hide it behind another random chance, it, it's extra bad. And the only way to get these recipes is through balloons. And the way you farm balloons, which I just discovered, I never knew how to really farm balloons, is every five minutes there is a chance that a balloon will pop. So it's on the, the zero and the five every time, regardless of if you go in a house or not. And they appear on one side of your island from seven to seven, and then they switch to the other side, and everyone's different. And pretty much you deform them, you stay there, and every five minutes you run up and down, and you hope that you get a balloon, and then you hope you get the recipe from it. <laughs> uh, I was trying to play another game while doing that, and I found that I couldn't really enjoy the other game because every three minutes, three and a half minutes or so, I had to get ready to, so I didn't miss <laughs> the, the balloon. And, and I just wasn't enjoying myself. And then when I went like 
20 minutes without a balloon. Like I just had a terrible RNG shot. And then I finally got a balloon after 20 minutes and I got a thousand bell. And I'm like, wow, I just literally wasted 20 minutes of my life for a thousand bell. Like I did nothing. I just sit around watching this thing. Uh, and that frustrates me <laughs> like, like that to me, like if it was every five minutes, that'd be great. Or if you can get the recipes from other avenues, like the, the spooky recipes you can get from villagers, uh, to me, it, it's just, it's not valuing the gamer's time. And I know you're supposed to do it over a period of time, but it's still, you know, when you spend an hour and you have nothing to show for it, you literally lost an hour of your life. So that kind of pissed me off. Um, so <laughs> when I wasn't being aggravated by balloons, I was playing Cold Steel 4. Cold Steel 4 is fantastic. It is sucking me in. I'm so I'm probably about 60% through, maybe a little more. Um, I'm enjoying it immensely except for one part. And this is the fault of any game that does any type of romance or bromance um, where you pretty much in the game, you know, because this is the fourth one, the save file carries over from the first to the second game, which is great. So if you have a relationship, you know, a close relationship with people, they carry over and it shows, which is awesome. It's world building. The third game, because it was published by a different company and came out in a different system, it doesn't take that information. So it pretty much treats you like a, for lack of better words, a whore. It treats you as if you had everybody, you know, at maxed. So um, you're on the level playing field, so you can pretty much build whatever relationships you want. Well, the fourth game picks up, and it does carry over your save. And I'm like, this is great. So, you know, my canon character with my, you know, that, that I have is in a relationship. You know, we start the game, we, you know, we get together and everything's great. You know, we, we, we win in a battle and you have like an end scene. And it's like, oh, you know, thanks for sticking at my side. And it's like, oh yeah, absolutely anything for you. I'm like, this is sweet. This is what I wanted. You know, it's four games. These characters have been together. They've been through hell and back. This is the type of wholesome romance that I think should be good to teach to kids. And then you do a bonding moment and then the, the, the person is like, oh, you know what? I think right now we should just go back to being friends because everything else is going on. And I know why they did that. They did that so that this way you can change your decision. <clears throat> like, oh, this game I want to romance somebody else. And then when you win a battle, it's like, oh, yeah, um, thanks for your help. Uh, yeah, uh, don't mention it. Like, it's super awkward. And I'm like, wow, this made me feel really uncomfortable with characters that I've had four games of experience with at this point. <laughs> don't do that to me. That... Give me a choice. I don't want to go down that road. You know, I want to I want to keep things wholesome. And what kind of message does that teach our children? Um, but, yeah, I just find that really weird. Like they could they can make a choice. Like, do you want to, you know, keep everything status or do you want to keep everything your decision? Hmm. Other than that, though, the game is phenomenal. And I look forward to finishing it this week. And it's just so good. And I can't recommend the games enough outside of that one little thing. And it's a nitpick. It's just a little nitpick. Um other than that, I've been doing some more Dragalia Lost, the, just grinding away, getting new weapons, getting more stronger, doing doing the stronger content, having a lot of fun with it. And uh, America Tour, uh, tour ends tonight, and uh, kicking ass in it. I'm just having a lot of fun with it. And I, I, I'm still playing some 14. I need to get back into 14. Uh, Cold Steel has taken me away, and as, as Steve allowed to, you know, we have the new systems coming out in just a short period of time. Um, so that's a thing, but I also got something in, um, I just wanted to share with you guys quickly. Um, this, this finally came in from Nintendo. I finally got it. The, Ooh. the pin set has finally showed up. So this is the size of it. It is, it is big. 
It is. The, the pins are, are quite big. I haven't opened it yet, but uh, they do exist. So hopefully Nintendo is smart and decides to, uh, to send some more out because everyone deserves to get the, uh, the pin set. But yeah, Nintendo fashion. So who knows if there's going to be a, a set two, um, which I believe there will be because it says set one. Um, you know, be ready for it. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Greg, when are we heading to New Jersey to steal the pins from Barry? That's what I want to know. <laughs> are we also going to raid the library too? And <laughs> get some of the Switch games that we need? And that, yeah, might, and might as well. You know. Yeah. I mean, that's why he's got them, right? Just so he can take them. Uh, <laughs> uh, let's go to the We're chat. Borrowing. Uh, yeah, that's right. We're just. <laughs> long-term loan uh uh dave's in the chat as well and he said he uh just completed persona 4 golden after 100 hours and just started playing kid icarus uprising uh a game that i actually uh have uh, never played beyond uh just trying it out at uh gaming events and everything uh um never actually played kid icarus uprising uh but uh yeah uh, roberto says he really wanted to play pikmin um kind of interesting uh, conversation that I, I wanted to just kind of bring up uh I, I saw that at least in the uk i'm not sure uh if it was uh worldwide but numbers are kind of down on pikmin um is that surprising to either of you guys or are you kind of is that you know telling about uh where that franchise is going or anything like that or should we be worried in at all. Barry, what do you think? I mean, I think it's telling in the sense that it's the the Wii U game at 60 hours when I think it launched maybe it launched 50. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did the same thing with Tropical Freeze and, and when Tropical Freeze came out on the Switch, I said they should have made it, you know, paired with DKCR. Um, put the two games in one and with this one, I still stand that it should have been a Pikmin trilogy. I think if it was a Pikmin trilogy, even with just like the the Wii versions of Pikmin one and two, I think it would have sold a lot better. Um, it's it's not a very popular Nintendo franchise, and it's come out, you know, it almost feels like a filler game. It's like they need something for this time period, and uh, the COVID obviously happening, so a lot of people out of work. A lot of people may not have the money. A lot of people may be saving up for those new systems, and and decided I'd rather get a PS five or an Xbox Series X right now. And I can get Pikmin 3 later on when it goes down on sale, especially when you're this close to Black Friday, too, right? So mm-hmm. Black Friday is just, you know, at least in America, is, you know, a couple of weeks away. And there's a chance that maybe you go on sale for 10, 15, 20 bucks off or whatnot, or a buy to get one free. And some people might be waiting for it. That's true. That's true. Yeah, I, I love the idea. I, I hope. I mean, I don't know if it's going to happen now, but uh, it's a Pikmin th- trilogy would have been fantastic. Um, Greg, are you, you're not a big P- Pikmin fan, are you? Yeah, I've, I've never, never played, played Pikmin, so I can't yeah. say that I hate the game or anything. So, yeah. I mean, from my knowledge of it, I mean, this is what, like the third time they've released Pikmin 3. So it's kind of like how they're doing no, Star Fox. Second. They keep, they keep uh rehashing the same kind of stuff like with the Star Fox games. Yeah, it's just a second second time though. And and Pikmin stories do change uh, from from game to game uh, quite a bit. So there's there's definitely retelling of it. The captains change and they have Mm -hmm. different types of Pikmin and stuff like that. Yeah. 
but it would have been a great idea to have a have a trilogy and some you know people like you or other other people that had never gotten into it it'd been awesome to have all all three of those games uh in in one yeah but i think if they're just porting a wii u game and selling it at full price that's not as good of a deal well they added some stuff there's like new story content yeah that's true there's a little bit extra but yeah yeah i think they're trying to reproduce the uh, mario kart 8 deluxe uh thing but they can't (laughs) that's right mario kart's a little bit bigger of a series (laughs) yeah yeah uh let's see uh for me, uh, Animal Crossing and Rocket League, of course. Um, I did also play a little of the uh, the Circle of Sumo, um, and it sucks. <laughs> I downloaded it just for you. <laughs> we should still play it sometime, but uh, yeah, it's it's not good. Um, but it's free, so you know. Um, I got it to crash like three or four times in a row um, when you're searching <laughs> for a. Uh, when you're searching for a match online, if you look at your friends list, uh, like within the game, within the game, if you look at your friends list in order, cause it, it uses the invite function that a lot of games don't use. Um, but you can look at your friends and invite them to play as soon as you do crashes the whole thing. So that's fun. Uh, and, uh, then I beat my opponent. Like you go five, it's, it's the first to five wins. And I, I slaughtered him. It was, it was bad. Um, he was horrible. Um, so I think for that day I was ranked like 35th in the world, um, for winning one match. Uh, wow. Congratulations. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I take that with a lot of pride. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like a top down, sort of thing it's yeah it's not that great but hey it's free so um and then i also did uh try some of control uh which i know we're going to talk about in just a little bit when we go through the direct uh as well because i wanted to try out the the cloud um stuff and that and you know see what that was like um so so yeah we'll talk about that in, in just a little bit um in fact uh, we're going to talk about that right now let's jump into it uh so as as we alluded to there was a nintendo direct mini uh, last week, uh, the day after the podcast, of course, um, because that's that's how it always works. And uh, yeah, we had several games shown off. Uh, here's what we're going to do tonight. We're going to run through, I'm going to run through all the, the main details of, of all the different games, all the, the uh, release dates and that sort of thing. And then we'll kind of go back through the list and, and talk about the games uh, in, in further detail. So they first showed off uh, Bravely Default 2, which is going to be launching on February 26th of next year. Um, of course, all these dates are subject to, you know, all the COVID things and, and all that thing. So who knows if they're actually going to stay that way. Uh, but Story of Seasons, Pioneers of Al- Olive Town is coming out on March 23rd next year. Surviving the Aftermath is just as a spring 2021 uh, release window. Immortals Phoenix Rising comes out on December 3rd. Bakugan Champions of Vestroya uh, came out on November 3rd. Griftlands Nintendo Switch Edition comes out next summer. Tropico uh, Nintendo Switch Edition comes out on November 6th. Wait, that uh, is like two days, three days from now. Uh, Hitman 3 Cloud version is to be determined at some point in the future. However, the Cloud or Control Ultimate Edition Cloud version came out that day. So that is out. Like I said, I, I, ch- I checked that out. 
Uh, also, no more, no more heroes three is coming out sometime in 2021. And then we got surprise, uh, announcement that no more heroes and no more heroes two desperate struggle struggle came out that day. So kind of a shadow drop of those two, uh, previous games. Part-time UFO came out that day from HAL Laboratories, and of course, they also talked about Hyrule Warriors, Age of Calamity, and they dropped a demo that day, but the full game is going to be available on November 20th. So uh, yeah, lots of lots to talk about. Let's jump in to uh, just kind of run through each game a little bit uh, and uh, discuss, uh, first of all, Bravely Default 2. Um, they also did announce a an, another video that was going to drop soon after. Um, Barry, do you want to kind of walk through? I know you're like really into Bravely Default uh, and Bravely Default <laughs> too. So walk us through what they announced because they they listened to the the players as they played yeah. the demo and stuff like that. So what what are they changing? Yeah. So um, for those of you that didn't know, there was a Bravely Default two demo that launched I think back in March, and uh, ton of fun i do recommend playing it and they asked for feedback afterwards so i think they said like twenty-two thousand responses uh it was over a million downloads for the demo Twenty-two thousand of people responded and uh that's still great great that people want to give the feedback and what's even better is that square is listening and this isn't the first time this particular studio has done this they did this with octopath traveler when it was project octopath traveler so it's nice to see them continue this trend, and I hope they they go forward with this. But so some of the things they changed, because everything they showed in the video isn't even everything. They said that there's still more. Um, the difficulty options were added. The game, the demo was like specifically designed to be very difficult, and you will probably die right away, and it'll be like, wait, what happened? Like, you have to learn. Um, so they are doing difficulty modes, which I'm always a fan of. Let people play however they want. Uh, the early part of the game is now easier. Um, however, the big battles will still retain challenges. They want, they will still want to not be able to steamroll things over. Uh, the turn gauges and exclamation mark points are added, so you can actually see who goes when, because sometimes it's a little more confusing of the turn order. Uh, you can now skip the battle intro, so anytime like you went to a battle, you you touched an enemy, like the camera rotated around the arena and stuff and like you, you see all like the enemies pop up but you can skip that save time uh it's easier to see who can act uh there's more detailed battle information uh, the monster movement and speed and behavior is adjusted now like monsters will actually chase you or they'll run away from you uh weaker enemies will run away on stronger will they'll glow red uh, what that means is like you'll, you'll be able to tell like this is a really difficult enemy maybe i shouldn't go for this yet so you don't go into it and then get the floor wiped with you and die, um, which happens. Uh, they added an underdog bonus, uh, so you'll get more experience and, and stuff if you do challenge a tougher enemy. So say, I want to do this, and I, I'm going to conquer this, and you're able to conquer it, you get bonusly rewarded. Uh, they changed the, um, the sword swing, so on the map, you swing your sword, and if you hit uh, an enemy with the sword, you get uh, an advantage in battle. Uh, the, the reach in the demo is very short, so they changed the animation and made it, uh, the reach a little longer to make it more, well, usable. Uh, they fixed some fonts and the background colors because it was hard to read. Uh, the UI was also re redesigned. Uh, the, there was uh, one of the, I think it was Y, it was like a real pain in the butt to hit on the demo, hmm. so they changed it so it's a little bit easier to uh, control. 
uh, various game settings and uh, jobs have been easier, made easier to view and manage in the menu because that's the whole point of this is switching jobs and sub jobs and everything. So they streamlined it and that's just some of the stuff. And that's a lot of changes based on player feedback, which is awesome. The, the game is very much more user friendly and I am so excited for this to come out. That's really cool. Greg, I know uh, you're a big RPG fan. Uh, does all this kind of make you even more excited about Bravely Default 2? Yeah, I mean, I beat the first two, like the normal Bravely Default and Bravely Second. So I'm totally on board and been excited for this since it's been announced. So it's most likely going to be a day one pickup for me. And it's really great that they're addressing all these concerns. I did feel the demo was kind of hard. I did remember that it was very difficult. I was like, I don't remember this game being that hard. And then <laughs> it was kind of turned me away a little bit from the demo. So I barely even played it. So. That's cool. I don't know. It's just great. Yeah, it's still great that they're, like I said, that they're just making up these adjustments and anything that makes it more user-friendly is definitely okay with me. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, either of you, like, is there anything that uh, that you guys saw in the demo? Because I didn't actually play it. Um, any Anything that you would have liked to see them address that they, that they haven't addressed yet? Ah, I mean... I the only thing I had with the demo was the difficulty, and even that, I w I looked at it as a challenge, and I got over it really quickly. Um, you know, just I I realized all right, these enemies maybe I shouldn't gun for these or or do a little bit where like I would do like one or two battles and quickly heal at the end until I got stronger. Uh, otherwise, no, uh, it was just really well done. But again, the demo. Usually with their Bravely demos, like the area in the demo is unique. The story in the demo is unique. Like you don't actually don't go there. Or if you go there, it's a completely different scenario for why you're in that town. So it's worth playing the demo. Cool. Cool. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, we'll move on to uh, another RPG, Story of Seasons, uh, Pioneers of Olive Town. A uh, few months away until we get to experience this game. So you're going to be uh, basically cultivating a farm from the ground up. Uh, it's it, pretty much exactly what you're uh, expecting from a, a farm simulation series of, of Story of Seasons, right? Um, but uh, yeah, you get to experience uh, Olive Town. Um, are, are either of you guys excited about uh, this next Story of Seasons game? Uh, I haven't really played the other one, so oh, I was going to say I haven't really played the other one, so it, it hasn't looked that uh, appealing to me in general, so it's likely going to be a skip unless I find something where it, I'm going to say like, Oh my gosh, I really need to play this. So yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm tempted. Uh, I love the harvest moon series mm. and this is harvest moon. Um, the, the, the games that come out now that say harvest moon are not harvest moon. This is harvest moon. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm looking more forward to like rune factory five, uh, which is, you know, also part of the same family, but, it does look good. I mean, it really depends on when it comes out, what I'm spending my time doing. Cause it's, it is a game that requires your attention. Like you, you do like fall in love with the characters. You do fall in love with the world, just like animal crossing. And you do want to spend a lot of time there. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's what, kind of what I go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say it really quick. It just reminded me that it just definitely seems like a blend of like animal crossing and like, uh, what was that game on the 3DS? Um, there was like a 
weird like RPG game that was like all like character based and fantasy life. Ever time. Oasis? Uh, oh, fantasy life. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Game. Fantasy well, life. This is Harvest Animal Moon. Crossing. Yeah. 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 I've never played Harvest Moon, so it. Oh, Probably why I don't yeah. know too much about it. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Fantasy Life is another great one. Yeah, I think the the long the most uh, kind of farming simulator I get into is Animal Crossing. So um, that's not even close to these games. So <laughs> no. uh, definitely not going to be uh, checking out this one. But I love that. You know, there's there's a bunch of people that that love this kind of game. Um, so it's cool to to see the next installment in it for sure. Uh, moving on, we uh, we found out about a game called Surviving the Aftermath. It's going to come out, like I said, in spring 2021. And uh, it's a post, post, apopo- yeah, post-apocalyptic. That is so difficult to say. Uh, future <laughs> uh, resources are scarce, um, but, uh, but the opportunity calls. And uh, players can, you know, basically... Uh, created a disaster proof colony. Um, so uh, yeah, we get to see that it's kind of a, seems to, to be um, something that's very, you know, in right now, <laughs> right? All the post apocalyptic, I tried to do it again, um, uh, kind of <laughs> themes and everything with books and all that stuff. And maybe some of us think that we're actually getting close to living in a post apocalyptic Apocalyptic uh, world uh, <laughs> with, with the way the COVID and everything else that's going on right now. Um, but uh, yeah, the idea of, of building and, and managing a colony of survivors is kind of, it's just different, I think, uh, and everything. So yeah, Barry, you uh, are you going to be interested in this one? It looks cool. <clears throat> I like the whole, uh, the premise of building and fortifying your uh, your base. I like the isometric view. Uh, it really depends on what it entails and if it gets a physical version or not. <laughs> yep, yep. Greg, how about you? I've been kind of like intrigued because this game does remind me of a PC game like Age of Empires. It's like you're just constantly moving around, like getting resources, fortifying your town, and I've just never given these types of games a shot. So I don't know. It does look interesting, but I don't know if I'm fully committed to being on board to getting it. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely one of those games that I, I think I, I might watch some other people play through it, but it's not going to be exciting enough for me to pick up myself. But uh, yeah. the idea is interesting. So, you know, I'll probably watch some streamers or something like that. Um, get into it. Uh, the next thing it, uh, they talked about was Immortals Phoenix Rising. This is a game that, uh, yeah, we, we've we been uh, awaiting for a while. And um, it's coming out in just a little bit. Uh, like... A month from today, exactly. One month, exactly. Yeah, so <laughs> December 3rd, full price game, huge, big game. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, we, we know so much about it already. We we didn't really get, I don't know, was there anything new that we found out that day? I can't remember uh, what has been discussed and so. what has not been discussed yet. But uh, yeah, seems like a, a fantastic game. Uh, Greg, is this is this something that, that you're excited about? Yes, I certainly am. It's my dad had already pre-ordered it for me for Christmas, so I won't be able to play it until closer to Christmas. But it's already pre-ordered and definitely looking to try this game out. Nice, nice, Barry. I know you're excited. Uh, did this help yep. the excitement at all, or you just like just give me the game after after all this? <laughs> I think after a certain point, then you're already your mind's already made up. You're set. You're going to be playing this game, or you're gonna you don't need to see anything else. I understood why it was there. It made sense from a business standpoint why it was there. I'm glad it was quick. 
But uh, yeah, it's definitely something that I hope to start on the third. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you said you're probably going to be playing it on a on a different system. Yeah, I'll yeah. probably be playing the PS5 version just to uh, just probably the better experience. It does seem like a taxing game, and it's it's one of those where if it's on both systems, and you know, I might as well play the better experience. But I'm still buying it on Switch. I'm still going to support the Switch version. Yeah, cool. Cool. Uh, just going back to the chat just a little bit. Um, Roberto is uh, interested in, in the Bravely series, so that's really cool. Um, yeah, if you love uh, RPGs, I, I know that it's uh, it's a great series. Um, and if I was really into RPGs, it'd definitely be one that I would jump on uh, for sure. Jakester is here, and uh, he's, he's really excited about Immortals as well. So... That's really cool. Uh, Roto says that he's hoping to uh, play Elden Ring by Christmas time, but that's not going to happen. Uh-uh. Uh, all right, let's move on. They also talked about Bakugan, Champions of Astoria. Uh, strategy, epic action. I mean, it's Bakugan. Uh, are you guys excited about Bakugan at all? Uh, or is this kind of just like, yeah, you know what? I'm glad that it's out there for some people, but it's not for me. Uh, Barry, how about you? That That's pretty much it. I was interested to see how it would review because it's made by WayForward. And mm. uh, I like WayForward games. And it reviewed, as I expected, it's more like a beginner RPG, which is fine. That is the target audience. The only reason this game had any backlash at all is because they teased it at the Nintendo Treehouse. And we all thought it was going to be something huge. And they gave us this, which is not what we want. We were not the target audience for this. Um, for kids, this is perfect. For young ones who you want to get them into RPGs, this is perfect. But um, will I be getting it? Yes. Will I be playing it? No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same here. I definitely um, not. I, you know, it's it's cool. Um, unfortunately, I think it, it may be a wasted, uh, waste of talent from way forward, in my opinion. But, you know, that everybody can have their opinion. Uh, <laughs> Greg, what do you think about uh, Bakugan? Yeah, it's definitely not something I was going to pick up, but obviously I'm glad it's there for other people that would want to have that game. So I know Steve's not really into RPGs, so maybe this is the game that can kind of lead him <laughs> into that. And so then he's like, then I'm like, oh, the RPGs are so great. I got to go play Bravely Default. And that <laughs> <laughs> I don't play yeah, RPGs. I just don't have the time for RPGs anymore. I need to finish Pokemon. <laughs> like, I don't have time for Bravely Default. It's probably going to last me like, hundreds of hours pay but at least i played uh torna uh all right <laughs> yes you didn't and that's what you should be doing for the holidays like go to xenoblade 2 oh man i don't know that's a lot uh <laughs> well they didn't stop at bakugan they also moved on to grifflands uh as having a nintendo switch edition uh coming out next summer and uh you're going to use your negotiating skills to uh do a deck building roguelike game uh roguelite not roguelike uh roguelite game um so yeah uh it seems like i feel like more and more roguelite games are are making their way uh, out in general, but I feel like the Switch is getting a ton of them. Uh, every time I turn around, there's a new roguelite game. Uh, and uh, yeah, I am actually not familiar with, with Grifflands at all, um, but uh, 
you know, it's cool. I, I love, I like the, the look of it. It has that like Saturday morning cartoon kind of look to it and the, the graphic style, the, with cards and everything like that. Um, not my thing, but it does kind of look pretty cool. Uh, Greg, are you going to be uh, picking this one up? No, probably not. I haven't really been inter- interested into like virtual like, card games, like a virtual magic, the gathering type game. So that's probably not for me, but still glad it's there for other people that do enjoy those types of games. Yeah. Yeah. How about you, Barry? I love virtual card games. I'm not a fan of roguelike games, uh, unless they're done a certain way where you really, you know, you keep a lot of stuff, you keep experience points, but where it's like, oh, only if you get to a certain checkpoint, then it carries over and you die a bunch till you get to that point. That's not for me. I like to, every run, I prefer to take something back from. Uh, and the last card RPGs I did were the Bait and Kato's games, which are awesome and fantastic and also monolith soft. But um, it looks cool. It's probably not going to be something that I play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same here. Uh, Jakester's in- interested in it, but he's probably not going to get it. So <laughs> I think that's how it seems like we have a trend. Seems interesting. Not going to get it. Not going to play it. Uh, here's another one. Uh, <laughs> they showed off. Tropico 6 is uh, coming to Nintendo Switch in just a couple days, November 6th. And uh, yeah, I mean, it's um, if you're familiar with the Tropico series, which I am not really, that's that's a, a new thing for me. Um, but uh, you're going to be designing uh, exclusive palace design and captive... Uh, captivating flamingo pond, um, something very every dictator craves to impress his neighboring states in tourist costume for El Prez to enjoy uh, those warm Caribbean nights adequately. Uh, so, yeah, I, I it's it is it is what it is. It's not definitely not my thing um, at all. Uh, Barry and I were just chatting about it before the uh, before the, the podcast began. I was like, yeah, probably not going to be playing that one. Um, what do you think, Barry? Like, I know we chatted earlier, but uh, but for the podcast audience, what what do you think about Tropical um, Six? I mean, it's a cool game. It's a PC game mainly. Uh, I know, like Tropico was on the 360, but it like from the footage, it definitely shows it like running roughly. <laughs> like, there's a lot of pop in. I don't know how the full game works. If that was, you know, the finalized game, it. It definitely seems like it's going to stress the Switch. So I don't know if the Switch version is going to be the version to play. Uh, I don't think it's getting a physical release. Or it might actually it might be getting a physical release. I forget. But uh, it's one of those that, for me personally, I'm not going to have the time right now to play it. And uh, if if you like the tropical games, if you like the simulator, oh yeah, it is getting a physical release. I stand correct. So I'm getting a physical version of it. But um, it's why I just don't have the time. Yeah. yeah. Greg, how about you? Yeah, probably not something that I'm terribly interested in. I honestly don't even really remember too much about it, but even hearing what you guys are saying, it doesn't sound like it's something that's up my alley. So glad it's there for people that do like it, but obviously not for me. Yeah. Kind of, yeah. I mean, it kind of seems like a uh, Sim Sim City, but uh, more. You're like ruling this this island and uh yeah kind of maybe animal crossing versus uh sim city like together and then throw in something else that 
makes sense. Uh, <laughs> uh, we also found out that uh, we're not only getting one, but two new cloud games that are coming uh, to North American shores. Um, we have had one other, is it one other cloud version of a game? Is that right? It was Resident Evil 7 in Japan. And Japan only. So this time uh, they've actually brought it here. Um, we're getting not only uh, Control, which is out now, uh, but Hitman 3 is coming out at some point. Uh, so Hitman 3 um, in the very popular series. A lot of people uh, have played the, the entire um, Hitman series, Agent 47 Returns. It's the World of Assassination uh, trilogy. It's the, the end of that trilogy, which is really interesting that uh, we're only getting three, I think. Uh, maybe it's gonna, they're going to test the waters and see if they want to bring out uh, one and two or not. Um, but yeah, Hitman 3, uh, like I said, uh, we don't know. You know, we know about the game because it's already been released, but um, but it's not. We don't know a release date yet on Switch. And then, um, yeah, we got Control uh, that actually did come out before. Oh, we got a. As you guys are watching on the screen, it's rated mature, so I have to put in my birth date to uh, to make sure that I can actually see this uh, page. So um, if you guys are, you know, watching along I don't know. and you're not. Uh, you're not uh, 18. Uh, look away for a second. Uh, <laughs> You're not old enough, Steve. I'm not old enough. Uh, but Control uh, Ultimate Edition uh, is out for Switch right now. Um, I'd love to kind of just talk about these cloud versions for a second. Um, first of all, did you, either of you guys get a chance to to try out cloud or uh, not cloud Control uh, just yet? Uh, Greg, did you get a chance to play it yet? No, I didn't even really know it was like. <laughs> was out and haven't really looked too much at it. Okay. But Barry, obviously, you... if you're going to be raving about it, then I might have to be doing that tonight. <laughs> yeah, Barry, have you tried <laughs> it yet? Uh, no. Uh, Control is one of those games that I actually did want to play. It got really good reviews. And uh, when this was announced, I said, oh, yeah, you know what? I never actually got Control, so I wound up buying the Ultimate Edition on PS4 because that way I actually own the game and <laughs> play it on the PS5 when it comes out and nice. I don't have to worry about server. <laughs> yeah. 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 So yeah, I'm, I'm just interested. I, I, I played, I played it, um, just to check it out and everything, um, because you do get a, a timed demo, if you will, um, to be able to, to try the cloud, uh, service out. Um, because honestly, like if you, if your internet's not good enough, um, they don't want you wasting the money on the game, which I think is a great move. Um, I think it's it's really nice of them if they're not going to release the entire game actually on a cartridge or you know make it available to download fully. Um, it's nice that they at least allow you to test your test it out and see if your internet actually works. Um, and honestly, it worked better than I expected. Now. I do have fiber internet coming into my house. So like I have gigabit speeds. I don't get gigabit speeds in this room where I was playing it, but it was, it's still pretty high speed internet. Um, but it run, it ran really smoothly. I was, I was surprised and you have two different options, uh, to play. You can play on performance mode or you can play on graphic, uh, high graphics mode. And I tried both and both went very, very smooth. Um, a little bit of hiccups in the, uh, the high graphics mode, but not really that bad at all. Um, no more than, than I've gotten on any Xbox, you know, uh, game or anything like that, that I played. Um, 
I wasn't a big fan of of the beginning of of Control though. <laughs> like, um, it was okay, but the control, the camera controls of all things, um, made me kind of woozy. Honestly, it, I didn't it didn't feel uh-huh. that smooth. Um, and I don't know if that had anything to do with any sort of like maybe frame rate issues because it was from the cloud. Uh, or if that's just the game itself and I would have the same experience if running it on, on a PS5 at 120 frames per second. Uh, well, I heard like the PS4 like even struggled to play the game. Mm. And like it, it, there was some performance issues. So a lot of people like chuckled when they saw like, oh, this for Switch. Are you kidding me? <laughs> uh, that's why I'm waiting to the PS5 because it even says like on the, the box, this is like enhanced with PS5. Like it's mm. done on purpose. So it's one of those where, hey, you know what? That's how I'm going to play. <laughs> Maybe yeah. I won't get sick. Yeah, it is pretty cool. Like I was, like I said, I have really good internet speeds. So, um, you know, take that into account. But I, I was really surprised because this is the first time I've ever played a cloud-based game. And uh, and it it didn't feel like I was running it from the internet. Um, it, it ran really smooth. So not that I necessarily want this to happen more often, but if it's going to actually bring some of those games uh, that high have higher um, graphical fidelity to the Nintendo Switch, you know, maybe I, I'm not so opposed to this option. I guess, uh, Greg, are you you going to be you know picking up or downloading Hitman Three or or Control eventually? Um, I might try the Control demo to see what I think, but I mean, I don't. I think my internet's usually pretty fast, but I don't know for sure. At least for a streaming game, so. That obviously would be a really good test on my part. I mean, I do have an access point that's like right above the switch, so I can't imagine there'd be too many problems. But then again, I don't know if the speed is going to be enough for the game to handle, especially if it's made for the PS5 of all things. So I don't know. I think I might give it a shot, but I don't know if I'll be um, purchasing it, obviously, if it's not going to go smoothly. So um, I'm kind of. I mean, the cloud is what it is. I mean, it could obviously be taken down and then you don't have it anymore, but I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see how well like, these cloud games can go on the Switch, and if they play well, then I guess that's all that really matters in the end because mm-hmm. everyone always complains about the other multiplayer experiences on like Mario Maker and Smash. Like, oh, it's so laggy, and so here's where your whole game's on there, and if... <laughs> Now you really know that it's your internet and not the <laughs> other person. So that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, Barry, you're gonna be uh, you're gonna be getting Hitman Three. No, I mean I'll, I'll probably get on the system because I have the first two, but yeah. I didn't play those either. <laughs> <laughs> I just get it for the sake of getting it to have the whole trilogy. Yeah, yeah. For sure, yeah, I'm probably not going to uh, as well. But uh, it's cool. I, I like I like that the fact that they're they're experimenting with this cloud stuff. Um, I don't know if it's the the way to go. Even in our chat room, a lot of people are saying, "Yeah, I don't know if my internet's good enough for this." Um, and that's that's the case. I think a lot of people, at least um, in in America, I, I think around the world too, um, they don't have the greatest internet. Um, there there are parts that people have like high speed internet access, but some people are still, you know, going on really pitiful DSL. Um, and you know, they can't necessarily even play a game like this. Yeah. Just really quick. Was it Hitman that was supposed to come out on Wii or something, but it was canceled or was that a completely different game? I was just trying to remember. I, 
I thought it was a game that began with letter H, and it could be something different, like Hammer or something. I just hmm. thought it was, was Project like a, Hammer. That was canceled. You know, something tells me that that they did talk about Hitman coming out for Wii or Wii U or something. I do. I think I remember that, Greg. Um, but they, I don't think it ever was did. On the GameCube. GameCube had uh, had Hitman games. Yeah, but I don't think there was there was none for the Wii or the Wii U. Yeah, yeah, I thought they had like announced it, and then people ask like what happened to it, and then all of a sudden it was just oh, it was just canceled, and like they never really formally announced it. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I remember if it wasn't that, it was something like that though. I, I do remember hearing about that. Um, Jakester is saying as well that um, that's uh, that's one of the reasons Stadia flopped or is flopping. Um, I guess uh, is because of you know not the greatest internet connection. I, I think they've got some other reasons why stadia is not doing so well or hasn't done so well um on top of that but uh but yeah it's a lot of people just don't have that internet bandwidth to to play a, a game like that um if you do it runs pretty well <laughs> um but but you gotta have the internet uh, moving on they also talked about uh, a little game that a lot of people have been pretty excited about called no more heroes 3 uh it's coming out some sometime uh this is available 2020 on here but um uh it's actually pushed back on 2021 uh according to the nintendo direct they just have not updated it on nintendo's site uh just yet um but uh yeah it's coming out uh next year at some point uh but then they they dropped (laughs) it's funny they actually still have it in the headline no more heroes 3 is coming in 2020 um no it's not uh but they also dropped no more heroes 1 and 2 on the switch uh something that i don't think was was rumored however it uh, a lot of people have been asking for it for for quite a while um and uh they just kind of shadow dropped them and i believe they're on sale uh at least they were on sale um for like 20 percent off or something like that as well um greg are you into the new no more heroes series no i've never played them but i might be checking that out later just to see if that's a game that i would be interested in i don't really know too much about it but i would definitely be looking to research it further to see if that is something that i would be excited for in 2021 yeah, it's uh, it's definitely uh, it's it's. I've never played the games, but uh, but they they have a definitely a appeal uh to a lot of people, and they have their own uh you know crude humor and and stuff like that that goes along with Travis Touchdown and and uh you know I mean it was on the Wii, so uh they they involved some different uh Wii uh motion control <laughs> uh interesting motion control movements uh yes, back on the Wii. So I'm interested to see uh. <laughs> Yeah, if if they brought those into the Joy-Con uh, motion control as well, I'm sure they probably did. Uh, Barry, uh, are you excited that uh, one, No More Heroes one, two, and three are going to be on the Switch? Yeah, uh, it was. I mean, it was. We all wanted to see one and two come to the Switch as well. I think a lot of people enjoy having an entire game catalog on one system. Uh, I'm hoping that we do get them physically. Uh, it's going to be by a limited publisher, but hopefully we do get them physically because as of now, they're digital only. But uh, I'm looking forward to them because uh, remember the, the other game, Travis Strikes Again, is also on the Switch. Oh, that's true. Yeah, so we got, we're got we going to have, as of next year, four, well, hopefully next year, four No More Heroes games on there. Um, yeah. It's it's interesting that they, they did this with No More Heroes, but not Pikmin. Um, you'd think they'd bring yeah. Pikmin 1 and 2. 
Nope, we're going to bring no more heroes one and two. <laughs> but, but I mean, that's not Nintendo. That's Suda 51. That is true. That is true. Um, yeah, Nintendo's a little short sighted on that. Bring Pikmin one and two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's. Uh... Let's go to the chat. Um, Jakester says uh, one was rumored coming to the Switch. Um, Roberto uh, says he's hoping that they all get a Switch uh, physical release as well. And Jakester says that he think uh, thinks he'll go berry mode and wait to see if these games go physical. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. Um, I hope that maybe they'll do some sort of package deal or something like that too, um, especially for those people that have bought all of those games physically every time, like Barry, um, that, you know, that adds up. It'd be nice to, to put them all on one cartridge instead. So you just have to buy one instead of three, right? <laughs> uh, then we also got a new game from How Laboratories called Part-Time UFO that also dropped that day. Uh, Part-Time UFO is, uh, is a pretty inexpensive game, eight ninety nine. And uh, yeah, you're gonna help the citizens of Earth as a cute little UFO with a handy extendable claw. Have uh, either of you guys played part-time UFO yet? Have you already downloaded and tried it out? I'm assuming no, because of uh, what we talked about earlier, what games we've been playing. Um, but uh, if you haven't, then uh, are you excited about uh, part-time UFO? I know several people have been, we've been talking about in the, in the Discord. Uh, Greg, is this gonna be something you pick up? I was gonna look more into it. it. Does seem like a cute style game that I would get could get into, but I don't know. I was still kind of on the fence about it, and might need to see some like streamers play it or just watch some videos on it more to see if it's the right game for me. Yeah, yeah. Barry, how about you? Uh, I mean, it's classic Howl charm. Uh, if it was physical, no question. <laughs> but with it being digital. Unless it's like on a super sale, you know, like maybe 50 cents or something like that. I'm just not going to bother because it's no time. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely, it, it, it's, it's exciting. It's cool to, to see um, how they've, how they've, you know, even brought in some of their other characters and stuff like that into this game. And it's, it seems very, very charming. Um, but, but yeah, I'm with you, like maybe on sale at some point, even though it's, it's seems to be getting a lot of, uh, great for uh great reviews so far from from other people that i've talked to um yeah not not sure just yet but uh really really cool to see because some some cool stuff from Hal. um and then uh yeah we got the hyrule warriors uh age of calamity demo uh greg you mentioned it earlier that you didn't get a chance to play uh the demo yet i i also yeah, have I, not got a chance to yet either what were you gonna say i did I did download it. I just haven't fired it up because the stupid fish won't come home to Animal Crossing. <laughs> it's like taking my time. I'm like very much like just wasting my time, and that's exactly what it's doing. And yeah, like, I could have played like these awesome demos and got to finally try Pikmin and stuff, but no, it's Animal Crossing's dumb fish won't spawn after like a hundred <laughs> some bait. Yeah. Yeah, Barry, uh, did you get a chance to at least download the demo, or are you just going to skip over it and just play it? No, no, I did download the demo. Um, it's one of those demos where the progress carries over, which I love, hmm. but I am going to kind of wait till it's closer to the 20th. This way, I, I play the demo, like, you know, a night or two beforehand, and, and slowly grind a little bit and work on, on my levels, and this way when the game actually comes out, I'm a little ahead 
Gotcha. Gotcha. That's the plan anyway. Nice. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of forgot. I, I of course knew that day, but it kind of forgot that the demo existed. So, uh, yeah, I need to download it still, um, and also play it, but yeah, super pumped that they decided to, to include, uh, include your, your save data. That's so great. And, uh, we've said it before. I hope more and more, uh, game developers do that with their demos. Um, cause it only, it only helps, I think in the long run that we can, we can take this and, and, uh, you know, move it on to the final game. So, but that was the uh, Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase, the final one of this year. Uh, so we we don't have uh, any more um, for this year. Just uh, just the just the last one there. Sorry, I was uh, kind of making sure Greg Greg disappeared on us. Oh, he's coming back. <laughs> there he is. Greg is finally back. We're gonna welcome him back in. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. There he is. Greg is here. Oh, yeah, I don't know what happened. Like my browser just like crashed and like my whole window was shut down. <laughs> oh no. Well, we're glad you're back. Uh, you didn't miss a whole lot. Just me kind of scrambling going, where did Greg go? Where did Greg go? <laughs> Greg disappeared uh, to the void. Cancel the joke. <laughs> but uh, yeah, what do, you, what do you guys think of the, the Nintendo Direct partner showcases? Like, especially this one. Um, Jakester said in the chat earlier that he he kind of thought the whole thing was eh, just okay. One game after another. It was like, cool, it exists, but not really interesting to me. Um, I kind of tend to... to fall in the same camp. Um, a lot of cool games, but very little that was really exciting for me. Um, not a bad overall showcase, but nothing that like really, really grabbed me that hadn't grabbed me already at this point. Um, so yeah, Greg, what do you, what do you think about uh, this partner showcase? I mean, to me personally, this was been the best one for me. Cause like, I really like bravely default. I really like, I was been really interested in Phoenix Rising, and then there's Hyrule Warriors, which I'm already pretty much already pre-purchased on that as well. So, to me, it had was a lot more targeted towards me. So I think that's why it's this is my favorite partner showcase. But I understand like if you don't like RPGs, you don't like these other games, or you've already seen it like ten times for these other things, then it's understandable. But I mean, I don't really watch tons and tons of like upcoming games, and I've been trying to not watch as much like age of calamity just because i want to try to limit my knowledge of it going into it because i'm just beyond excited to see breath of the wild version like the prequel but in terms of everything else it just to me it was definitely better because obviously as i've been saying it just was more games i'm interested in so cool cool uh jaser says he, he feels the the previous direct was the best one um but uh but yeah what do you think barry I thought this one was on par with the previous one. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought there was a lot of great stuff showing off, a lot of things that made me excited. And uh, I like these little partner directs as long as they happen quite frequently. I do miss a standard Nintendo direct, though, with Nintendo first-party stuff. Uh, so hopefully next year we're able to get that again. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, the question is, we how long has it been? It's been over a year since we've had a full Nintendo direct. Yeah, it was last, last September. Yeah. Like a year, yeah, so well over a year. <laughs> we did have a mini in March, but so we've had a lot of minis. <laughs> and yet, well, I mean, like an actual yeah. mini with with Nintendo with, stuff, yeah. not partner. Yeah, yeah, and then we did have like the Mario celebration anniversary one in September, but that's not really a full direct either. Mm. Yeah, 
Yeah. Oh, uh, Jaster just said something that that I think Barry and him might might not get along with here. He says he has no interest in Bravely the Default too. Look, look, there's nothing wrong with having no interest. There's nothing wrong with having terrible taste. I mean, look, that's just the way it is, right? We're all free to do what we want. <laughs> All uh, right. Uh, a couple quick things before we wrap up. Uh, Barry, I know that uh, there's some limited rare games uh, coming out. You want to quickly uh, kind of run through uh, what they, they have to show off before we, uh, before we wrap up today? Oh, yeah. Um, so this was a whole giant debacle. Um, this happened last April. They randomly showed up out of nowhere, a company called Limited Rare Games. And they had one game up for sale called Poop Slinger on the PlayStation 4. <clears throat> it was April Fool's. People like this is an April Fool's joke. The website was like partially Russian. They were asking, you know, like, oh, let's give us some, you know, money. And they were, they were talking all, everything was a cryptic. And then they shut down. And they deleted their Twitter where they went silent and everyone's like, what's going on? And sure enough, a few months later, the game shows up. <laughs> to like 80 people who actually bought it. Oh my God, this is legit. So no one heard anything about them again. They supposedly disappeared. Then on October <clears throat> 31st, Halloween, they magically popped up with a brand new game, Tanashi for the PS4. And they did a cryptic, well, they, they were like kind, of, kind of teasing it, but it was under a new Twitter handle. And it was very cryptic. So the website didn't make really broken English. The website kept going down. They kept like hitting the switch, like, oh, it's down. And on Twitter, they were like, Ivan needs to fix it. Ivan, get more vodka. Let's fix it. Stop buying this game all at the same time. You know, like, and it would come up and it went, it was periodically, it would come up for a few seconds and then go down again. And they would like, keep teasing, you know, like six more hours to Halloween, you know, five more hours of Halloween. Yeah. And sure enough, they eventually were like, oh, the website's down. Now just PayPal us the money. Like, here's our address to start PayPaling us the money. And it was like, people are like, is this legit or not? Um, the, the whole thing is a joke um, in terms of everything they're doing. But at the end of Halloween, they deleted the, the, side, the page for the game. The website still exists, but the contact info doesn't work or anything like that. Their Twitter still exists. And they tweeted a countdown timer, which ends on April 1st. 2021 and they said see you in april which means they're probably going to have another one now <clears throat> from what we know they're they're probably located in in california because they 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 went till midnight uh on halloween night california time pacific time but nobody is claiming responsibility nobody is <laughs> stating who that really this is they they do charge more for international shipping versus domestic, so they probably are U.S. based. They uh, in order to do a PS4 release, the minimum run I believe is a thousand print. They're they're not selling through that thousand print because they're purposely trolling people, and then they're destro destroying any extra any extra like copies of this game. So they're clearly just doing this to troll people, but they are actually doing a real product and the developer or the publisher for this game, which is Digirati, actually said, yeah, this is legit. Like we really signed with this and it will come out. Uh, meanwhile, you know, Limited Rare is tweeting, you give us money for game we send out when finished maybe <laughs> like all this cryptic <laughs> stuff is is 
so so funny <laughs> and it's it's bizarre but it's legit and if you look online right now you go to ebay you look up poop slinger uh it exists for ps4 and it is very expensive because so many people thought it was an april fool's joke and mm-hmm. sure enough they like they, they were selling bubble mailers like here's the bubble mailer you could buy the bubble mailer and like people were actually doing that on ebay and then limited rare is like oh don't pay more for them we'll sell you just the bubble mailer and stuff like that like it is so bizarre and crazy and while right now they're only doing ps4 and i think that's because of the the size like the minimum limit who knows they could randomly show up with a switch game if they're mad enough at their money and they have enough money to troll the internet um but that's just it it is a legit troll it's not even a true troll because they do have an actual product that they are sending out (laughs) so i wanted to cover that i'm curious of your thoughts on this have you heard about this or what your thoughts on this bizarre story yeah, I, I hadn't at all. Uh, Roberto in the chat says that, that he it, this whole thing made him so mad. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I haven't heard anything about it at all. Greg, have you? No, I didn't. I definitely need to go <laughs> check that out. Yeah. Yeah, I think I remember like maybe initially hearing about the like the, the original thing, but I had not followed it since then so i had no idea that the rest of that happened at all um but uh yeah i'm interested to see if they uh they eventually try something on switch <laughs> well april fools next year stay tuned because that's when the countdown timer that they linked to will eventually expire and who knows what crazy game they're going to come out with who knows how many copies who knows how long the website's going to be up or down right. and uh yeah it is beyond bizarre <laughs> i got it Super Mario 35 and Super Mario 3D All Stars <laughs> and Fire Emblem Anniversary Edition. And they're all going away on the 30, March 31st. <laughs> Fiscal three. Well, what, made it, what, <laughs> what made it worse this time is last time people thought it was a joke. And they, I'm not going to get money. It looks like it's from a Russian company and all this stuff. Like, this is going to be a scam. I'm not going to get scammed. And then when it came out and the price of the game shot up because now people are like, well, now that was legit. I want it. I, I did not get it, by the way. I, I didn't even know about it at the time. <laughs> But but now that people know about it, they're like, oh, no, this has to be legit, especially with Digirati confirming it. So now everyone's trying to get it because they all think that I'm going to even if they're not interested in the game, like I'm going to bank on this. You know, why not? Uh, and it it just made everybody more frustrated because they knew that people would be hounding the game. And that's why they were just turning off the, the site on and off and on and off. And you look at some of the tweets and they're like, you know, we need a medic. We need a medic for the site. And they're like, the site's up and it wasn't up. Like they were just trolling people and they're like, stay tuned. Don't go to bed yet. You know, we're working on the site still, but you know, Boris needs more vodka to work on it. Hold on. <laughs> it's so bizarre that this is like legit, but it's in 2020. So it totally yeah. makes sense. Of course. Of course. Uh, yeah, Roberto is kind of keeps saying he's like, it, it's a legitimately good game, but the whole thing is just soul crushing uh, as <laughs> yeah. you know, people are going to have to spend like, their life savings on uh, on something like that. Um, yeah, moving on, uh, just because we're already over an hour uh, and we want to make sure we keep to that as close as we can. Just want to hit this real quick and then we'll move on to what's coming out over the next week. Uh, but uh, yeah, you can find out more on NintendoFuse.com. But uh, Dave wrote an article today uh, talking about how the Mario Kart Live developers are definitely open to more AR projects. 
So that's really cool. They, uh, they had an interview with CNET. And uh, like I said, more details are on NintendoFuse.com if you want to read more about that. The article's up there. Um, but that's really cool just uh, to kind of hear that uh, more AR projects may be on the way. Uh, if they get their chance to to do that, they would love to uh, to bring more to the Nintendo Switch. So that's really awesome. Um, all right. So before we move into the what's to come over the next week and what we're going to be playing, uh, do you want to remind you guys, if you haven't yet subscribed, make sure you do that. If you haven't uh, followed us on social media, make sure you do that. And uh, all those links, uh, basically we're at Nintendo Fuse pretty much everywhere. And uh, also make sure you do follow us uh, or join our Discord so we can continue talking this conversation um, between episodes. We love talking games with you guys. Uh, but uh, yeah, let's move on to what we've been talking. Uh, what's going to be coming out over there over the next week, um, and uh, a little bit less games coming out um, over this next week. But uh, we do have a, a game called What the Fork coming out, um, which I'm wondering if it comes from uh, the good place because that's uh, where I know that phrase from. Um, but also, uh, you know, a game that I know all of you guys are excited about. My writing stables too is coming out on Nintendo Switch um, in just a couple days. Also, uh, Camp Cafe Enchante, uh, Enchante um, is coming out uh, on November 5th. Um, but we also have Battle Hunters, uh, which we actually did a, uh, or Barry did an interview uh, with uh, the creative developer, yep. is that right? Of uh, Battle Hunters? There's the creator. The creator, the creator of Battle of, Hunters. Of Battle Hunters. Um, so if you haven't checked out that industry talk, uh, make sure you do that. But the game comes out on November 5th for $16.99. Um, and then uh, kind of just going through, I know uh, uh, Greg's uh, daughter is going to be really excited. A new Paw Patrol game is coming out this, uh, this next week. Um, also, if you have not picked up the DLC or Pokemon yet, you can actually buy both of them. Uh, the package deals are uh, coming out on November 6th, so you can buy uh, both the, the cartridge with the DLC expansion passes uh, built in. Um, Tropico 6 comes out, like we talked about as, as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, several, several other games, uh, coming out. Also a little game called Fuser, uh, that we've talked about here before <laughs> and, uh, didn't really know the release date for a long time. And all of a sudden, Hey, it's coming out November 10th. So the same day is, uh, our next podcast, uh, Fuser is me dropping. Um, so you can get Fuser or the VIP, uh, version of that. Speed three is coming, uh, as a physical edition and, uh, looking just forward to the next couple, a couple days after the next week, uh, just dance 2021, um, which I know we're all going to be pretty excited about that. Um, uh, coming out, you know, they just keep popping them out there because people just love to dance. Uh, Greg, what are you going to plan over the next week? Definitely just be hitting more of the backlog. I'd really love to try the Hyrule Warriors demo and Pikmin three demo and, continue on playing uh, Mario Kart games with my daughter. So that pretty much will be my next week. Nice. Nice. Barry, how about you? Cold Steel 4 until I finish it. <laughs> After that, uh, you know, may maybe maybe some Torchlight 3. Uh, Torchlight 3. Yeah, I've so. got, I've got uh, some time between whenever I finish till the, uh, the PS5 comes out. So... Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I might jump back into Final Fantasy fourteen uh, and take care of some stuff there before uh, I lose lose my time again. And yeah. of course, still doing the mobile stuff. Cool, 
Cool. Yeah, I'm going to continue uh, on with, uh, you know, Animal Crossing and Rocket League, of course, but um, probably going to try out that uh, the Hyrule Warriors demo, demo. I mean, why not? It's uh, it's a free and I'll probably end up getting the full game. So why not get an early start on that uh, as well? Um, and uh, yeah, before we wrap up, make sure you do guys uh, let us know what you guys are going to be playing over the next week. Uh, you can do that in the live chat right now, or if you're listening to this hour, watching it after the fact, let us know what you guys are going to be playing, what you're looking forward to uh, to playing um, before our next podcast, which is November 10th. I'll be back with episode 212 on November 10th, um, which is also the the same day that uh, Apple's having their next um, you know big press event. So I don't think there's going to be anything uh, you know tied into Nintendo, but hey, they've surprised us before um, when they actually had uh, Nintendo on the stage. So who knows? <laughs> Maybe they'll do that again. Uh, if that's the case, we'll we'll cover that for sure uh, next week. But uh, we'll dive into maybe some of the Zelda 35th anniversary rumors next week. Um, I'm, there's sure to be some more Nintendo news that we're going to be jumping into. Uh, Barry, anything that, uh, that you're going to be doing over the next week you want to tell the podcast audience about? As of now, the only thing I'm uh, going to be doing is uh, we have the Playcast uh, this, later this week. Our game is going to be Cobra Kai, which is something I will be playing because I, I have to be playing it. <laughs> uh, I've not seen the series, but uh, that is the game we picked. I, I'm not, I've not seen the series it. yet. I know. <clears throat> I know. I know. But I'll be, I'll be playing around with the game first, and, and you'll be able to hear my thoughts on that. My full thoughts on that come the next Playcast. And, of course... The next Switch, you know, the next uh, Nintendo Fuse podcast on the 10th, I will talk about it as well in the games I've played. Cool, cool. Greg, anything uh, pretty exciting for you the next next week you want to talk about? Uh, well, I just got word that there's going to be a Fate channel tonight, so I know that's your favorite uh, <laughs> video ever to watch, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they do have a different voice actor, so. Maybe it's I'll definitely watch it. Much clean, it's definitely much cleaner than it used to be. I know you really didn't like the previous voice actor, but that that's true. I I mean the actor herself may have been just perfectly fine, a perfectly great individual. I just didn't like the voice they were using. So yeah, she definitely <laughs> talks much quicker, and it's not as like slow and dramatic. It's <laughs> that's good. definitely like really onto the point, and it's like pretty quick. <laughs> nice. Uh, Jakester also hasn't watched Cobra Kai. Okay, all of you have an, an assignment. Greg, tell me you've watched Cobra Kai, right? No, I have not. What? Oh, it's so good. Watch that. Um, I'm excited because Mandalorian is, season two is out. Uh, so pumped. Season uh, episode one was great. Excited about episode two. But, uh, you know, that's for a different podcast uh, for a different time that I'm not on uh, to talk about Star Wars. Um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, so excited uh, to be back with you guys next time. Episode or episode. Yeah. Episode 212 will be here on November 10th. If you haven't joined us live, make sure you do that. Uh, follow us on NintendoFuse.com. Uh, uh, join us on social media at NintendoFuse. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell. Uh, and uh, yeah, thanks so much for joining us. See you next time. Happy gaming, everybody.